0: Well, life on a farm I kind of laid back Ain't much an old country Bull of me can't hack Early to rise Early in the sack well, Thank God I'm a country boy And I can take you for a ride On my big green tractor We're just country boys and girls Getting down on the farm. She thinks my tractor's sexy Good. I miss, I miss doing this every week. So, last year, we did uh, every single uh, Monday, we talked to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida, uh, on a Life on the Farm segment that we were doing all last year. Really good slice of life, what's going on for farmers. Uh, didn't want to totally abandon Ryan this year, but uh, didn't think that it was um, we should do it every week. So, instead, we're doing it once a month, kind of trying to... Cram a little more information in, but uh, do it once a month and talk to him. So Ryan Jenkins joins us again. First first Monday of the month is the plan. Of course, I was off last week. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Well,
1: good morning. How are y'all doing?
0: Oh, man, we're doing good. Had a good time over the weekend. I, I ate, ate way too much all the things I shouldn't have eaten yesterday and the day before, but that's that's the Super Bowl for you. What, uh, what have y'all been working on? I mean, it's cold. You know, people think during the winter y'all don't do anything. What are you doing right now?
1: I'm kind of like a bear. I go in hibernation. <laughs> um, um, <laughs>
0: I, ho- I hope you get some vacation time. I mean, I hope you and wife get to do some fun things.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is really a, a good time of the year for us. But I am ready to get back in the field. You know, I love – I've talked many times about how much I love what I do. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't necessarily just love the winter. I love a week or two of downtime that I'm ready to get back with it. But we – uh not a whole lot of field work going on right now you know we do have our wheat and oats that are growing unfortunately um,
0: those are cover crops for people soil. who don't know that's the hold the dirt together and give you something to kind of re the soil and all that right
1: it a lot of it is but we had actually planted a lot this year to harvest and uh, oh. the cold weather we had around christmas Um, really, really hurt our oats, so I I doubt we will harvest many oats. But the wheat's looking good, and, uh, of course, now as we've talked in in times past, you know, we we use lime to adjust the pH of the soil. So we've pulled our soil samples over the winter. We've gotten our grid maps back, our prescriptions back of how much we're supposed to put on everything, and um, we've, we've began doing that. So we're in the process of spreading lime right now. Uh next month in March, we will begin. Hey, hold, uh, on, hold on just
0: a second, right? Because I, I just for people who might not have heard us talk about this last year, that that process is so different from what it used to be because you get hyper accurate measurements of fairly small increments of soil, and then you can literally raise the pH of this area and lower the ph of that area. i mean you it's very specific based on a computer planned in what you do with the spreaders and all that stuff right
1: that's right basically we micromanage our farms you know we micromanage our field we'll turn you know a hundred acre field that used to have got used to would have gotten the same um prescription we'd have put out the same amount of a product across the whole field, and now we've turned that into a whole bunch of two-and-a-half-acre fields. So we basically micromanage it and are able to um, make it a much more level playing field, make it much more uniform and and not waste any product. So we're not putting anything into the environment that doesn't need to be there. We're only putting it exactly where it needs to be put. So it it really has changed uh, the face of what we do in this area.
0: Yeah, and I kinda interrupted you because I just I thought that was so fascinating when I learned about how small that grid really gets to be when you're, you know, sampling soil and putting the lime out to equalize the pH across the whole thing. But go ahead, you were gonna say.
1: Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, you know, uh next month in March we'll we'll plant some corn and uh we'll begin terminating all the the cover crops, uh where we have those and the winter weeds and stuff like that and begin uh preparing the fields for planting and uh toward the end of April. So You know we got a lot coming up, and it's just uh, this is kind of like I say, it's kind of getting toward the end of the slow time of the year, and we're about to get busy again. So I'm excited for that.
0: And I know you do. You said it. You do a lot of planning. Um, I I assume that part of what you're doing over the winter is, you know paying attention to what trends you're seeing, for example, in the markets or even in terms of like the supply of seed or the supply of fertilizer or the parts, you know, because I know last year we talked a lot about the parts issues and, you know, getting things in the, you know, it's sort of, we are starting to come out of COVID finally and, you know, seeing, but still seeing issues with parts. Are you seeing anything in that realm right now that concerns you, whether it's parts or market volatility or supply issues?
1: It's all of the above. It seems like used to in general, it was just easier. And now, like you say, there are so many things that just seems like they're working against you that you really have to put extra thought and effort into that used to maybe you didn't. You know, used to you never worried about parts or you never worried about seed or chemicals or anything like that. It was just there if you needed it. And now you really do have to think about those things. Um, for instance, I had a part on one of my big tractors. We we're just doing some preventative maintenance and I wanted to fix it before this next year and uh i went to order it and there was only one in north america and it was in canada wow and uh you know it it took us a long time to get it and and used to you know it was just a worst case scenario you get it the next day type thing so so the parts are still issues um the volatility in the markets you know We've got so much land that we have to plant, and we have to pre-plan a lot of that. Um, now is the time to order seed for the very end of April and basically all of May. You know, it's, it's getting toward the end of the window for when we need to order seed. And you're trying to guess guess the markets and, and, and what's happening with those and, and try to plant something that's profitable. For instance, right now, cotton's about uh, 85 cents a pound, and it costs us, uh, I anticipate this year it'll cost us between uh 95 cents and a dollar a pound to grow it so you know you really got to put a pencil to that but at the same time you have to have some of that in your rotation so you just kind of have to figure out where you're going to get hurt the least and try to try to put your eggs kind of in that bas- basket but with the volatility of the market you know all somebody has to do is is drop a bomb on somebody somewhere or bad weather hit a hit a growing region throughout the world, or um for instance the uh the earthquake in Turkey the other day um people might not realize that is the number four importer of cotton in the world, really? and the region where the earthquake the region where the earthquake hit is where the cotton mills are there so the the news I've been told out of that area is they're ruined. So, you know, the the industry is going to have to absorb that hit somewhere, and and we really don't know yet how it's going to affect it, but, uh, you know, you just, so many things are out of your control, and you try to, you try to plan as best as you can, and usually you're wrong, but. But I mean, you still wow. have to do it. And, I mean, uh, everybody's
0: that's so that's everybody's f- focused right now on obviously the lives lost, which is very understandable and appropriate. But you know, that's a major source of demand, and if the part the price on cotton is already low compared to what the cost is, like it's a losing proposition right now, that would mean demand goes down, price goes down, it's even lower, which is more of a problem. for Wow, I had not not even thought about that. Hey, Ryan, hang on for just a second. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. This is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done, small enough to care. Call 250 for a no-hassle estimate. I-10 eastbound at exit 7, showing an accident with no roadblock. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. We're checking in with Ryan. Uh, first Monday of the month that I'm here. I wasn't here last Monday, so that's why um Ryan you were you were talking and I think I sort of interrupt you but you were talking about the market volatility things like so you're you're looking at planting cotton even though you're also looking at losing money planting cotton this year is that right
1: that's right but I mean you're kind of forced into doing it because number one we have to have the rotation for the other crops we yeah. grow and number two you know like just say it was going to be you know for some reason it's going to be a great peanut year for instance well, you know, I'm used to growing X number of acres of peanuts. I don't have the equipment, and we really don't have the resources in the area. If everybody said, you know what, I'm just going to grow 100% peanuts this year. I got gotcha. you. Because the cotton market looked bad. So so you still have to do it, but, you know, there's there's places where maybe I could plant peanuts again or corn or soybeans, you know, and all that's rotation based in in my farm, anyway. So is that so? Uh, so the, the
0: limit with peanuts would be that because of the timing of when those crops come due and when what you need in order to harvest them or to plant them or at any point, like, is it because of the timing? Like, if everybody decided to do that, there's just not enough of the appropriate resources in order to make that work. Is that am I do I understand that right?
1: That that is correct and then I mean the infrastructure is just not there if everybody decided to do that you know we wouldn't have enough warehouse space to put the peanuts in once we harvested them Got it that that type of thing so I mean it's it's the whole it's everything's on a big picture level huh. and uh but you really have to <laughs> you have to do a lot of studying and a whole <laughs> lot of praying and, and and try to figure out what do you think is best for your farm and I mean the worst worst thing to do is to grow a crop and put all the inputs in it all year long and make a good crop and then not be able to harvest it because you've got more than you can do and the weather's bad or you've got more than you can do and, the, and there's no places to take it to. I mean, all, all those factors you have to think about before you plant
0: it. Yeah, every every part of that, uh, what we, we sort of generally call the supply chain. But for you guys, it's, you know, supply chain before you and then, you know, output supply chain after you, you know, that you're a part of. And, you know, if, if there's a part of that that doesn't accommodate, well, that that can be, you know, ruin your whole crop or make it so you can't sell it. Mm. Uh, we always like to end on some kind of a farm fact. Do you have a farm fact for us this week, Ryan?
1: I do. So it was Super Bowl weekend. By any chance, do you eat any chicken wings this weekend? I
0: did. Chicken wings take forever to cook. I cooked some on Saturday. Uh, yesterday, I did more pre, pre-easy-to-do stuff, uh, you know, like chili. But I did do, I did eat wings on Saturday,
1: yes. All right. So I think a lot of people, maybe if you don't eat wings for the whole rest of the year, you eat them on Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> right. That's the way it goes. Anyway. So Americans were forecast to eat. Are you ready? For, are you sitting down? Go ahead. One point four five, one point four five billion chicken wings is what was estimated to be consumed. So
0: just Andrew we, or other? people? Yeah, right. I mean, I only had like ten. <laughs> one and a half right. billion. Somebody's over participating.
1: That's it. Here's here's the thing, though. You say, well, why? You're you're not a chicken farmer, so why does it really matter? You know, that's a fun fact, but why does it matter to me? Well, I'll tell you. Chicken feed is composed of about two thirds corn, and I grow corn, so it matters. Huh. So everything connects.
0: All these connections. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. Interesting. And now I just feel like I under chicken wings. So good. <laughs> but I do yeah, feel I'll like I supported you today. a little teeny tiny bit because <laughs> I, I paid for the seed in indirectly. Ryan Jenkins, he is the owner of Jenkins Farms in Jay, Florida. Ryan, it's always good to have you on. We'll talk to you again next month.
1: Hey, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Y'all have a good week. You too. 751-